Hello, everybody. Welcome to Singapore Leo's podcast, a lifestyle podcast covering everything under the sun happening on this big blue ball of ours. So hang back, relax, because here we go. Hi there, everybody. It's a somber Thursday for us uh, here in the Asia-Pacific region. Um, if my tone is somber today, it's because of the uh, horrific numbers which are stacking up uh, for this coronavirus, for this uh, SARS-CoV-2 virus, which is ravaging its way across the um, uh, globe uh, with um, massive loss of life across the board. Um, and today was a very distinguishing day for the mainland United States because the number of deaths exceeded 5,000. So officially now, the number of people who have died because of this virus has exceeded the previous largest um, loss of life, which was during 9-11. And um, uh, I mean, I don't know where to start this podcast today, but to share my immense pain, my immense feeling of helplessness and the immense feeling of loss which I feel for my fellow human beings and um, across the globe the people loved ones which they have lost and um, and that has been a very painful loss because people have not been able to say goodbye to those who they've lost or in the process of losing because they're quarantined and um, um, I mean, I've lived through MERS before. Uh, I was in the Middle East when MERS happened. I lived through SARS. I was here in Singapore when SARS happened. I lived through um, the uh, first Gulf War. I was based in Riyadh, um, and I remember uh, Scud missiles flying overhead, and and um, you know, um, my loved ones assuring me that the U.S. Patriot missiles will bring down those streaking lights, those streaking red-yellow strikes of fire bulging through the air. Um, But this virus is is taking its toll mentally, emotionally, physically on all of us. And uh, before I say anything else today, I think my um, profound gratitude um, goes out to all the frontline staff across the globe, those doctors, nurses, everybody involved in um, uh, the, the first line of defense, the first line of help to those patients. These people are heroes and they deserve, number one, the, our full support and our full, um, um, our full support uh, in both material uh, and any other form so they can continue to do their jobs, their brave, with bravery. I mean, I'm, I'm losing words. Uh, I apologize for that. I usually am not at a loss for words, but um, it's, it's very profound to um, uh, know that um, I'm jumping into a situation where I might be infected, but it is my job, my oath, which I took to help people who are sick. Um, I don't know about you, but I would have to think twice um, before doing that. I am, they are more brave, they are more brave than I. And uh, for that, 
my profound gratitude goes out to them and whatever we can do, we owe it to them to support these frontline staff, both here in Singapore, um, in the Asia Pacific region and globally as well. And the second thing is we must demand um, from our governments more transparency and more support. Uh, in, in tackling the situation and testing, like I mentioned earlier. Now, as far as Singapore goes, we are very lucky, um, um, uh, my family and I, um, along with other Singaporeans and residents who are living here, that the government is very efficient. They have taken fast action, and Singapore has become a gold standard when it comes to uh, response to the COVID situation. Um, we are very blessed to live on this red dot, and... Um, and the efficiency with which the government operates and the dedication of the politicians and everybody else here, um, that is beyond measure. And my, I am very grateful uh, to the government here for providing us um, this measure of security. Of course, um, they have not been able to contain the situation fully, but this um, is to no fault of their own. Um, they can't close the government, they can't close the country down. Um, that would bring ramifications from which recovery would be impossible, as the government has openly said. Not that they won't do it, they might in the future, but um, I have nothing but praise for the uh, Singapore government. I have nothing but praise for the Singapore um, healthcare staff, the dedication, the bravery uh, they have shown in tackling the situation, um, uh, especially the government with their transparency, with their uh, daily updates with the dedicated channels of uh, updating us. I am very grateful uh, to be a resident uh, of Singapore and to be living here. Um, and and my and, and I'm in there. I'm in there, and myself and everybody else who lives on this tiny island is um, in debt in debt to these folks um, because they have our life in their hand, our lives in their hands. Now, talking about what is happening in the U.S. I have friends living in New York City who are quarantined, and one of them died yesterday, um, this week, two days ago, actually, because um, I'm, I'm, miss, I'm uh, missing up on time when we're recording this. So within this week, I've lost a friend in New York who died uh, because of this COVID situation. So this COVID situation is beginning to hit home now. And um, um, people who I still have friends acquaintances in my social circle who, um, because my family is dispersed across uh, Northern Europe, uh, Scandinavia, and the US and the Middle East. Um, and uh, some of my people in my social circle, they are dismissing this as, uh, even at this lake juncture, they're dismissing it, this COVID situation as a flu. And that kind of attitude um, is what is spreading the situation. If we all, number one, I, I mean, there are two tracks to this, right? One track is that the government, um, this is the governmental track. And the second track is our social responsibility. So it, we'll get to the government in a moment, but for as far as we are concerned, as responsible citizens of any society, of your respective societies, it is our job, it is our duty to, number one, um, um, undertake social distancing, number two, wear masks. Now, <laughs> protective gear. Now, some countries are proponents of wearing masks, others not so much. 
which astounds me to no end. So in the U.S. just now, the, the Surgeon General is thinking about issuing a, issuing an, a call to everybody to wear masks, regardless of your medical condition. This should have been done from the very get-go because this uh, virus binds with air particles. Once somebody somebody who's infected is breathing, it makes no sense not to be wearing protective gear, regardless of your state of health. So it, it astounds me. It astounds me at the stupidity and the laziness and the lethargy of some members of this administration in the U.S. I mean, I don't want to criticize Mr. Trump during this difficult situation because um, my politics don't align with Mr. Trump's politics. I'm a libertarian at heart, but this is not the time to criticize the leader of the, of the most powerful country on earth and unfortunately the, the country with the most cases on earth. Uh, I, I wish him and his administration all the best because people's lives depend on him doing the right thing. Um, <clears throat> now, what are we talking about? Yeah, so wearing masks, that is key um, at an individual level. Safe distancing, that is key. Number three, um, we need to make sure as citizens that we um, act talk responsibly. We do not propagate news that is contrary to um, 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 scientific opinion which is going on. Now, our scientists are saying this binds with air particles and the reach of those air particles are like what, six meters and it's those air particles binded with um, this virus stay in the air for like Know, 16 hours and if you walk past you're going to get infected i'm not hearing this amplified enough in the media and it astounds me that is the case it astounds me i mean i am not a medical professional i work in the security resilience workspace um i used to be a CISO in a different life but it's common sense that if you have a normal flu, a regular flu, a regular coronavirus, this is a novel coronavirus, you wear. If I were to kiss my spouse with a normal coronavirus, she would get infected with that virus. If I were to breathe on her, uh, she would get infected. That is with a normal flu. What, what more with this novel coronavirus? It astounds me that people still haven't come to this conclusion. And only now, three months in, four months in, then now they're saying we should wear masks. What the bleep? <laughs> so anyway, I think, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be, I've, I've, I mean, during my day job, I've been working on put, you know, compiling reports for our clients on the ramifications of this virus uh, without giving anything away. Um, I think this is something which I can, I'm able to share with you guys and gals, is that, and which seems pretty, no, it's a no-brainer to me. This virus is going to stay with us for the long haul, 20, 2021, 2022, um, most probably. And that and the other thing is, we're going to see the death toll climb um, as we are seeing now. I mean, another milestone was hit today. 900 plus people died in Italy in the last 24 hours. That is mind boggling to me, mind boggling to me.
That is mind-boggling number. <sighs> that is mind-boggling. I don't want to blame any society about their culinary habits from which this might have started, but it goes without saying that mankind is living in imbalance with its na- with, na- with, with the nature within which it inhabits itself. Uh, I mean, we take, 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 and take, take, take from the environment without giving it back. We do not live sustainably with the with the environment. And at some level, I feel this is nature's revenge on us for living excessively beyond our means, incompatible with the um, flora and fauna uh, around us. And I think that is a profound lesson um, which we are now paying for with human lives. Um, uh I mean, culinary habits such as eating a wildlife uh, um, which has these viruses, that is profoundly uh, unethical as a global citizen of this world. Um, I think now, rightfully, China is banning the the, consum- the consumption of wild meat, uh, even though, and also just today I heard that they're banning, they've banned the consumption of dogs and cats and Shenzhen was still holding out, and Shenzhen said no, we'll ban consumption of dogs and cats too, but they haven't banned the consumption of turtles and frogs, which are a staple staple of the Chinese cuisine. They should. Uh, we need to alter our culinary habits, and there need to be penalties set aside for countries which traffic and consume wildlife. Um, I know this sounds very insensitive, I am not a person of Asian origin. I mean, I'm not um, East Asian. Um, I'm sure Asian people have culinary habits, which, uh, of course, I might not necessarily follow, but there needs to be a certain standard of culinary habits across the globe because we live in a very connected society. Um, and this coronavirus, start, novel coronavirus, started off on the Chinese mainland. Um, and so whatever they did over there affected us, affected millions of us. So I think that is a must, that is a key. Um, on a professional level, I think I'm very proud to be an IBMer. I think um, IBM has done a great job with its clients um, and everything which they have done um, has been outstanding. Um, and. Um, it's a, it's a. I, I can say with 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 my high, with my head held high, that I'm proud to be an IBMer, and the work which we, my my my, my brave colleagues do, uh, in this regard, has been very profound. And um, both with enabling our customers to be able to serve everybody, uh, to be able to do what they're doing uh, across the globe, that I feel like I'm part of a family. Um, and 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 my gratitude to the management at IBM and. The leadership at IBM and everybody for the tremendous amount of support they have given us as employees and as uh, members of the family of the IBM family. Now, uh, turning back to what we were talking about um, in terms of um, what is happening uh, with respect to this virus, I think the U.S. is going to see the virus, the infected people with this virus into the millions. Um, the Trump administration, and I'm gonna get political here, forgive me um, if you don't expect this of me, or if you don't know this about me. Simple as that, you don't have to be a 
a certain political affiliation to be able to demand transparency from your government. Um, so I'll leave you with that. I think um, uh, I, I just wanted to have this rant and, and take it out of my system today. Uh, it's been a while since the uh, last time I came on there. Um, the news has been so horrible. Um, it has been difficult to put into words the feelings uh, which we are all feeling. Quarantine in our homes, family members exposed. Um, I mean, if you come from a family as diverse as mine um, and as geographically dispersed as mine, uh, your, <laughs> your fear level and your pain level and the, the amount of anxiety uh, which people like me have skyrockets. I'm not trying to minimize your anxiety, of course. I feel for everybody listening to this podcast. I wish you well. I wish your families well. Please stay safe. Please practice social distancing. Please wear PPE, personal protective equipment, hand gloves, and masks. Please um, exhibit uh, the utmost uh, hygiene, uh, utmost standards of personal hygiene. Please, if not for you, then for your families. Um, this is Singapore Leo signing out for today, wherever you are. May you stay safe and your families as well. Thank you. Folks, if you enjoyed this podcast today, please do check out our Telegram channel. Um, just open your Telegram app and search for Singapore Leo Podcast. Alternatively, you can type directly into your browser t.me slash Singapore Leo Podcast. You could also check us, check us out on Twitter at twitter.com slash Singapore Leo. That's one word, Singapore Leo. Uh, thank you, folks, for tuning in today. Uh, we'll have more great content for you in the next episode. Stay safe wherever you are. This is Singapore Leo. I'm wishing you all the best.